everybody. Episode 148 of the PS Nation podcast. We're going to just call we're, We already have a title, Bayonetastic. So uh, I think you all know what's coming up here. the moon. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, you'll hear that at the break. Uh, so once again, myself, Glenn, Torgo, my PSN's Torgo. Everybody's been asking us lately what our PSN name is again. Uh, so mine's Doesn't Torgo. Your friends list is full. Yeah, my, my friends list is just always full, as is yours, I believe. It is. I think I still have spots on my 360 friends list. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's your what's your PSN name so they know? Savory Cade. I see. All is one word. It's not savory. Nobody's gonna know how to spell that. Yeah. No, actually it should uh Silent said I should be Sardonic Cade, which I actually wish I had thought of because that would have been perfect. Oh <laughs> jeez. <laughs> All if right. If you could change PSN IDs, I would probably do it. Oh, apparently in Japan you can change the nickname or whatever now, but that's kind of what it, yeah. What's what's the I think it's the thing on the left side, isn't it? It's the actual like, name that you put on the profile. The account yeah. they can change those on ours too. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know. I I, I just kind of skimmed it the other day. I went eh, all right. I'll worry about it later. So all right. Well, we're off subject already. Uh, let's just uh, go through what we're going to be talking about this week. Some new releases. Uh, a little bit of news. What we're playing. Review of Diner Dash by Mark's lovely wife, Jesse, otherwise known as Nermasa. Uh, Mark's 80-minute review of Bayonetta. Uh, Game of the year. reminders, emails and voicemails, and I'm sure a lot of other drunken hijinks, although I should have filled up my drink before we started, so, uh-oh, this isn't good. So, uh, before we get started, a few different ways uh, that you can contact us. You can email us at podcast at psnation.org. You can also leave us a voicemail in a couple different ways. If you have Skype, you can use WDT-Torgo, or you can call our voicemail line. Standard long-distance rates apply, and that number is 715-502-9773. You can find us on our forums a couple different ways. You can either go to psnation.org, which is our website where we've been posting a bunch of different stuff, and you can hit the little, little forums button up on top. And what that does is it takes you to, over to our forums, which reside on vgevo.com. Uh, where you can find our podcast and a bunch of other shows and the podcast network and a ton of different discussion forums out there for retro gaming, uh, for you know current-gen stuff, for whatever you want to talk about. A lot of different places to go talk. Uh, let's see. You can also find us on Facebook. You just do a search for PS Nation Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ps3nation, all is one word. And don't forget, you can find us on uh, the coolest and hippest streaming video game network on the internet. That's right, Furious Gamer Radio. You can find that at FuriousGamer.com. Or if you go to the App Store for the iPhone or the iPod Touch for 99 cents, you can grab that little app and it'll work on pretty much any connection you can get. So if you have a you know wireless connection or if you, you want to use 3G or you want to even use Edge, you can stream a bunch of different cool video game podcasts, including ours. You know, we tried to bring down the bell curve, but it it didn't happen. Weren't they having errors or something? Yeah, uh, I forwarded that over to to the folks at Furious Gamer, so I believe it's been fixed, but I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything. Uh, Apparently, our show wasn't updating on there. (laughs) Whoops. Which is weird, because I just talked to them last week about about, uh, the tags, and uh, everything seemed like it was working all right, but guess not. Mm. So, all right, well, before we get started, got any... uh, Got any cool stories from the week? Uh, no, just been working my ass off, so <laughs> pretty much nothing but work and Bayonetta. Jeez. And uh, 
bacon flavored lip balm, which was absolutely disgusting. I, you know, I, I'll take your word for that one. I don't think I'll ever have to try that. Um, little tease for later on in the show. I played an RPG for six hours. Just saying. Wow. Yeah, me. I played an RPG straight for six hours. So, all right. Well, uh, we got a couple of new releases. One that we heard about uh, previously. But uh, why don't you go to it, Mr. (laughs) Release Guy? Silent Hill Shattered Memories may or may not be coming out (laughs) this week again for PS2 and PSP. Maybe they're just releasing it episodically in the stores. I don't know. I, the, the, yeah, the Wii one got such lukewarm reviews. I don't really know if I care or not. I love Silent yeah. Hill, but Akira Yamaka left Konami now. He was the producer and the guy who did all the music for him. So this is probably the last one I would actually care about. So I'll play it at some point. Not I'm sure you will. And uh, <laughs> Dark Void for PS3. Where the, the game F-Rocketeer. Capcom lowered their fork. Yeah, the game Capcom lowered their forecast on by like 1.5 million. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be talking about the demo a little bit. I played the demo uh, a couple times, so yeah, I'm still I still want to play it. So there. All right, That's well it. let's uh, let's get the news out of the way here because we got a lot of stuff going on after this. Uh, first one, I don't know why, but I actually saw this coming. Uh, announced, I believe, this morning. Gran Turismo 5 is officially delayed in Japan. <laughs> a new date is unknown. Uh, pretty much what this is telling everybody is they're going to go for a world- worldwide release. So, opinion, my in, personal opinion... In 2012. Yeah, no shit. I think fours <laughs> of 5 will be out before this one. Uh, personal opinion, I think that you're probably going to see it before E3. I would almost assume May. So, that that's kind of what I've heard through the grapevine. Not from anybody at Sony, but just from some other people, but... Uh, don't take that even for a grain of salt right now, and, and I don't know. I think it'll be out by E3, but at this point, I'm just waiting for it to come out on the PS4. So. <laughs> it's a shame, because yeah. I actually was thinking about importing it, to be honest. It's pretty bad, though. That's one of their killer apps that they've been waiting on forever. Well, but I don't know if it's a really good idea to bring it out in March, then, with all the other games they've got coming out. Well, no, but there's still no release date. Right. Well, they never announced so we, a U.S. release date, so... I we've think had MotorStorm 1 and 2 and a spin-off game come out <laughs> in yeah. the time it's taken them to develop... In less time than it's taken them to develop Gran Turismo 5. Yep. Yep, it's turning into uh, Gran Turismo Forever. Yeah, Duke Nukem's going to be one of the drivers. <laughs> well, Sam put that picture up today where Duke Nukem was actually in the in the rear view mirror. Rear Did he? Mirror, nice. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I think that was a NeoGAF... Uh, picture so that was pretty funny but i you know i'm still really excited for the game there's over a million downloads of the uh, the time trial which is just a single track which isn't even i mean it's a good technical track but it really doesn't even show off the game engine or anything like that um so i don't know i, I mean obviously people are, are going to be clamoring for this game if it ever comes out but it's still frustrating and i i do think that may would be a perfect time because it's kind of a a lull right in there. I mean, there's there's a couple of games coming out in April that are they're pretty popular, and I think May is. But isn't that usually the the time that most companies avoid because it's right in the start of summer when everybody's well, outside doing things and not playing video games? I think I think Gran Turismo Five could overcome that kind of a lull, though. I mean, the the fans of this Maybe. game. I mean, I'm a casual fan of the game. I'm not going out to buy the three hundred dollar steering wheel or anything like that, and I don't have a big setup. This game, I mean, Prologue prologue sold over 3.5 million so Mm. it's obviously 
I, I think it's one of those that's kind of immune to a, a summer lull or anything like that. Yeah. I'm calling late fall because I think they're going to push it for the holidays. I No way. It will never wait until I, that long. That's, that's my call. That's yeah, my call. Yeah, I think, I think you're wrong. I, I really think you're wrong. Hey, I know Gran Turismo. Yeah, sure you do. Just like you know Killzone 2 and Modern Warfare 2 and... Yeah, I love killing zones. Yeah, exactly. All right, on to the next one. I know you're excited about this. Yeah, Tekken 6 is finally getting that patch to add online co-op to the crappy scenario mode. Rock oh, on. Some people on VGVO <laughs> were pretty excited about this, though. Like, honestly excited about it, so it must be kind of big. Yeah, the scenario mode is really bad, though. Really? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't yeah. ever played it. It would probably be more fun co-op, because you could do local co-op before. Um, they they said when the game came out that the patch was going to be a couple months after the game came out, so it's coming. That's good. <laughs> but Comes yeah, out the day after Green Cosmo 5. Yeah, I dumped the game, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, the next news item is, it's actually, this one's really funny. Uh, if you ever, if you subscribe to Core... You might have seen last week that they were showing a release date for uh, heavy rain in the U.S. for February 16th. Well, guess what? That's wrong. It's February 23rd. <laughs> Yay. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really get that one either. But uh, uh, February 26th in the U.K. and Ireland, February 24th, 4th, February 23rd, uh, February 24th for the mainland uh, Europe and uh, the 23rd for the U.S. and Canada and probably Mexico. Uh, boy, did you see the new the 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 cover for the U.S. though? The, the one with the composite shot of the characters yeah, over the origami. Good. Why didn't they just keep yeah. that from Europe? I don't know. With the, just the origami and the rain looked a lot better. Yeah, Th- this is a composite of the four main characters with the origami kind of down at the bottom. And apparently Sony has responded, but I haven't read it yet. I don't know. I, no. uh, I don't, yeah. well, I'm hoping they use these extra seven days to improve the voice acting. <laughs> Jesus, here we go. All right, on to the last one. I know you you are actually honestly excited about this one. So am I, actually. I am. Uh, so uh, Home is actually getting a whole bunch of new spots, including the Irem Square. Irem's the Japanese company best known for R-Type, as well as a couple of our other favorite games like Hammer and Hero. Indeed. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like kind of a carnival thing that's based off a, Japanese, a traditional Japanese festival. Um, so you can get items. They have like little R-Type models, a Hammer and Hero model. They also did uh, what's that game? Steambot Chronicles. So you get little models of those guys. Right. It's really neat. Unfortunately, the the whole awesome R type uh, rumor area that's in Japanese home didn't make it yet. But the simple fact we got this, which I never ever thought we would. I never did either. I think bode. Yeah, I, I think this bodes well for us getting the full on R type. Has this been out in, in Japan for like a year already? Oh yeah, it's like over God. a year. So that's cool. And uh, Home is also getting a few other things. This one actually looks kind of neat. The Wizard's Den. Yeah. I haven't seen too much on this one yet. You can uh, LARP or virtually LARP Harry Potter or something. (laughs) I hear uh, doing some LARP. I like to dress up like a dragon every now and then as well. (laughs) It does actually look neat, though. It's this whole Wizard's Chamber. You see a dragon flying around in the background. Yeah. Uh, what else? We got Assassin's Creed outfits, both male and female. Omni Law, get that. Probably the female one. <laughs> he is a hot chick. Oh. All right then. <laughs> uh, yeah. Little Big Planet is featured for game parties. I don't know what that means because I didn't read this far down. <laughs> uh, they try to do like 
uh, get-together nights in home. Oh, for, like, the launching space? Oh, like, the kind of stuff they should have been doing to begin with. Yeah, like, they should have been that doing... That a certain... Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Great that they are finally running with his idea, I guess. <laughs> Poor Zaku. By the way... Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we should award him what he wants because he actually did yes, a lot for us this year. We should. So I think we're officially going to give a, another golden minecart away tonight, uh, and this is for coolest video game industry dude of 2009, and we're going to give that one to Zaku Pilot 256. Yeah, sorry, Major Nelson, it's going to Zaku. Yep. So congratulations, man. Oh, what happened? <laughs> and if anybody in the game industry has job openings he needs one yeah hire him damn it do it now Mm -hmm. all right all right well on to uh what we've been playing so you might as well just go and get it over with because you don't have much to talk about i what i played two games since last week uh bayonetta of course on ps3 and 360 and street fighter 4 Actually, no, that's oh, not true. I played three games, because I did play about a half hour of Battle Fantasia. <laughs> All right. Uh, well... Yeah. Hey, I, I was going to talk about it. What, oh, what? Battle Fantasia? <laughs> yeah, just a oh. little bit. Right. Um, well, I played it Scott too. actually... Scott came over, and like we were watching the, the Amplify Gamers live show on Saturday, and we were going to play fighting games and stuff all night, but... Uh, we ended up only playing Street Fighter because we, you know, man. Wow, I am. <laughs> that, that was a long live show, guys, <laughs> but it, it was entertaining. So we just ended up playing Street Fighter till like three thirty in the morning. After that, um, never got around to Battle Fantasia, but I did play a little bit single player and not enough to really judge the game yet. But I don't know. I like what I see so far. The yeah. designs are kind of out there in a, a way only Arc System Works can do, <laughs> like the cat. Check. But they're yeah, the, the cat chick, but like, there's the pirate with the gigantic hook oh, and yeah, the yeah. Uh, effeminate whatever he is. <laughs> I think, yeah, see, it, I actually call him Mark. Uh, I oh shit! If I can get down to that weight, I'd be super happy. Jeez, oh, <laughs> look good with my shirt zipped all the way down to my belly button. Yeah, fatty. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. No, the, the looks of the game are very storybook, and they're in 3D. Uh, I was looking up stuff on the game, and I happened across a interesting article that I'd never read before. Uh, apparently, back when Street Fighter Four was still new in the arcades in Japan, there was an interview with, uh, I think his name is, Yosh- is it Yoshitori Ono, the producer of it? Sure. And the interviewer asked him if they had play- if he'd played Arc System Works Battle Fantasia, which is same concept where it's a game in 3D but it plays like a you know a 2D fighter. Right. And he said actually he was very involved in like the location tests and stuff for it and he played it and he said Battle Fantasia proved to them that Street Fighter could actually work in 3D. Oh jeez. So that was the catalyst <laughs> for Street Fighter 4 sort of. I mean there was already the Street Fighter EX games but they actually played a lot floatier than the regular Street Fighter games. Yeah. But now, but I think this is probably a good reason that Marquis will never, ever play Battle Fantasia. <laughs> well, it's funny because I was playing uh, some games with Eddie Kuzanagi the other night, and he was kind of going off about the fact that 
about about some of the games that we nominated for the awards and everything, and he goes, "Well, like best fighting game, why the hell wasn't Battle Fantasia?" And they're like, "Because uh, it came out in 2010 here." Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So suck so, it, yeah. Eddie. We'll be playing a lot of that this weekend and review it next week. Yeah. So now so you're done. Other than that, <laughs> yeah, because I don't think anybody wants to hear about Street Fighter or how fucking horribly I played. Jesus Christ. Yep. I knew I was rusty, years. but goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, first off, I fired up the Turbo Graphics on Saturday and played some. I, I bought that Namco baseball game at the place in Chicago, like la- not last time we went, but the time before. So I fired that. I played a couple of games of that. It was a fun little game. Neat little game. Uh, but then uh, I talked about I got Dragon Slayer, which is uh, one of the Legend of Heroes games. It's on uh, TurboGrafx CD uh, with the terrible, terrible voice acting. Well, mm-hmm. I played it a little bit the week before, but I just I just kind of threw it in. I wanted to see how far I could get. And I ended up sitting there for six hours playing it on Saturday. Um, nonstop. Like, just sat down and played it. And the only reason I stopped is all of a sudden... I noticed the room got darker. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I looked outside and it had already gotten dark. So, <laughs> so, but because uh, we were going to be playing SOCOM that night and the Amplify Gamers thing was on that night. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, really fun game. You know, it's, it's traditional, uh, turn based, uh, fight, fight system. Uh, of course, I didn't read the manual because I'm an idiot. And there were like items I was picking up that I thought were just random shit. And I found out that I actually need them for stuff. Uh, that kind of thing, but uh, a lot more grinding than an East game. Uh, so I grind. I got yeah. up to level fourteen on all three of my characters in the party right now. You can do up to four in your party. But man, really fun game. I'm ha- I'm having a great time with it. Hmm. Uh, you know, aside from the shitty voice acting, the story is actually pretty cool. Enjoying hmm. that quite a bit. Uh, you know, the the the, the gameplay window is kind of small because it always shows your party's um, yeah. status on the right side. But I have no problem with that. I really didn't. Uh, it was another one of those Falcom to uh, PC Engine, like yeah. PC ports. Yeah. So it started on, I think it started on the MSX. I might be uh, wrong. It started on the uh, PC88. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But, so, uh, yeah, it's it's a hugely popular series in Japan still. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't realize that Faxanadu was actually in the series too. Yeah. That surprised me because I used to play that game all the time when I was in high school. So you know, it's actually supposed to be pronounced, I think, like Fazanadu. Yeah, well, we always called it Faxanadu, and that's how I'm going to know it <laughs> yeah. for the rest of my life. <laughs> so that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, I, I really had a good time with it, and um, I'm glad I bought that game. I mean, it was one of those that I really wanted in my collection for a long time, and a lot of times it was overpriced, so I just never really picked it up. And uh, man, I'm I'm really liking it. I don't know if I'm going to go back to it right away, but. Uh, very fun little game and great soundtrack. My God, uh, you can actually yeah. se- select CD or uh, PCM music for the battles. So I was kind of switching between them just to see what I like better. And the the chip music is really good in that game. So yeah, hmm. neat neat game. Uh, How much does it go for now? Normally, I see it for like fifty or sixty bucks. I got it for twenty six. God damn! But the only thing I didn't get with it is there's a map for it, and I didn't get the map. But, I think I actually have it. Oh. Uh, because uh-huh. I bought that back when I originally got my Duo and I was collecting up all the Falcom games. Yeah. And I th- I don't remember if I got that brand new and sealed or if oh, it just geez. was complete. Yeah. Well, if you still have the map, I'll buy you a dishwasher for it. Ha. <laughs> that works. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so I, I only went to GameFAQs once, and it wasn't to do to find out anything. I just wanted to see how far I am in the game. And I'm at level 14, and I think the top level is 53. So I, I've got a long way to go in the game. But no, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the You can set the battles to auto, which is kind of funny. It works great, except for... Your magic user never uses his magic offensively. Really, it's it's just always like healing, huh. healing, uh, healing spells and and some other stuff. So uh, I've kind of jumped back and forth between auto battles and not. But yeah, it's 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 really good. Uh, also, I'll move into the PSP. Some more pinball heroes, the high velocity bowling table. Trying to beat uh, Omni Law score. I actually got a new high score in it, but uh, apparently I'm still a little bit under him uh, in score only. And uh, so I'm still working on that. Also, some Gran Turismo PSP. I wanted to try out some of the dirt tracks because I really suck at the dirt, at the rally car tracks. So I played a few of those and tried to just get get like in the mindset for that. Uh, played some Bayonetta. We'll talk about that later. The Dark Void demo. Uh, game I'm really, really excited for because I love the Rocketeer to death. Uh, I'm, I still really want to play it. I, I, I love the style. I don't think the demo is a really good representation of the game, to be honest. Uh, it seemed really vanilla. But, I mean, obviously some people are talking about the controls. The controls, especially when you're on the ground, are a little wonky. They work, but they're a little wonky. Uh, so I think it's one of those things you're going to have to get used to. But uh, I thought the flying was good. Some other people were complaining about the flying, but I actually thought it, the flying controls, I thought, were actually pretty damn good. So I'm uh, hmm. looking forward to that game. I, I really am. Uh, I don't ex- expect it to be an A title, but uh, I do really want to play it. I, I, the The... The subject matter and uh, just the overall style, I think, really has me hooked. Uh, but who knows? The game could come out and totally suck. I don't know. Uh, play some battle. F- uh, yeah, I probably will. I probably will. I, I do want. I do really want to play it. So we'll see what happens. I got to pay off my God of War Ultimate Collection still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, played some Battle Fantasia. I actually played through the story mode on two different characters. And played some of the arcade modes, so I, I got quite a bit of time in on it. Played a little bit more Puzzle Geddon. Uh, I think I'm just going to do a really quick review next week, because uh, to be honest, I don't get far enough in the game to really do it justice. <laughs> and then SOCOM Saturdays, we did things a little bit differently. We only had about eight people show up. So Omnilaw and I had kind of talked about this before. Uh, they added a party system to SOCOM Confrontation. So we wanted to try it out. So all eight of us, after a lot of fooling around with U- UTD Legend, because quite frankly, uh, he's very slow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just giving him shit. Uh, we all got on the party system and uh, went to uh, some ranked rooms and actually checked out and you know actually went out and played in the wild. And you know we got our asses kicked a couple times, but actually we rolled through on a few of those matches. We actually did really, really well. So I uh, had a good time. We didn't play for real long like usual, but we had a really good time. Uh, played some more of the Mag Beta. It's officially over, so you have to get the game now when it comes out. Oh, uh, crap, but, I missed it. Yeah, oh darn. Uh, but I had a really great time with that. Played with Eddie Kuzanagi quite, quite a bit. Uh, played with... See, I'm forgetting everybody again. I got, one day i got to write all this shit down. Uh, played with Omnilaw a little bit. Played with... Um, Oh, son of a bitch. Somebody that I don't even know uh, that was in our party. I think he was a friend of one of the guys that's on my list. Uh, but speaking of Mag, this the, you know the show comes out on Thursday. Thursday night, uh, after when I get home, before I actually edit the show, I'll be doing an interview with uh, somebody from the team again. We're going to do a follow-up interview for Mag. So 
expect that next week. A nice little interview for the release of Mag. So hopefully we can get some of the answers we couldn't get the last time because they didn't have everything finalized. Uh, hoping to get a lot of the, a lot of that kind of info. So I'm not going to tell you to go submit questions because by the time you hear this, well, it's going to be over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, played a little bit more Modern Warfare 2, and I finally made my decision. Friday night, went back to Killzone 2. Played for six hours straight, had a blast. I don't know where my old friend went. I don't know why I left my old friend, but Killzone 2 just... Accepted me back with open arms, and I was very, very happy. It was, it was like a warm, warm snuggy almost. It was like an old pair of shoes. Uh, so I got on with. It should big, make a kill zone two snuggy for you. I don't think I'd wear it still because I don't want to look that lame. But uh, nobody'd see you. You live by yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're always watching, man. They're always watching. Uh, no, nah, man, kills them too. We had such a great time. Uh, we had a full server most of the time. I think we had a full server, but uh, Bleak Harvest was on after he grind- he was grinding in Final Fantasy thirteen, and you know a bunch of the other guys were on. And man, it was so much fun. So, and the last thing, I actually got into home the other night and I was dicking around in there to check out some of the new stuff. And Omnila and you know calls me up right away and he's like, "Hey, have you checked out some of these new spaces?" And he got the one with the fishing game, which first off. It's gorgeous. I mean, it, it's really well done in terms of how it looks. Uh, it's like this big. It's like built into this into a, a fallen tree. How it, how it actually does. But you're over the. You know, you're up on this deck and you're looking over the ocean. And in the back, there's all these mountains and everything. Uh, but the fishing game, it's actually kind of fun. It's not like a Sega bass fishing or anything like that. But it's actually kind of cool. You know, you hmm. you, you cast out and and you'll see these little bubbles in the water and you want to try to cast there. And apparently, I think you have to be the owner to be able to do this, but uh, you're supposed to be able to take whatever you catch and mount it on the wall. And I was trying to do that in, in Omnilaws just to kind of rub it in that I got a way bigger fish than he did, but it wouldn't let me do anything. So his rainbow trout was like 1.8 pounds and mine was like 9.6. So, yeah, suck on that. You heard me. <laughs> See, <laughs> but you that- can't could completely be taken in a whole different direction. I know. Well, that's also the truth. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> Hi-oh! Anyway, um, why does this thing keep stopping on me? Hi-oh! really weird. Anyway, stupid <laughs> stuff. Dumb friggin' Mac. Uh, but no, it was really cool, and, and my thanks to Omnilaw for showing me some of that stuff. It was, it was pretty cool. The only thing that kind of sucks is when you're fishing, you're not doing it competitively, so, like, when I was actually going through and playing the fishing game, if he walked up to me, he said, it doesn't look like I'm fishing at all. It just looks like I'm just standing there. So that's something I really hope they can, they can fix in home eventually, where it, it always seems like you're there individually no matter what. You know what I mean? It never looks like you're there with a group. And that's something I think they really need to work on. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to explain. So yeah, that's that's my week. I you know watched some movies and everything else. Watched uh, Inside Man finally, which I think is probably Spike Lee's best movie uh, because he <laughs> didn't write it. Uh, but that was a really good movie. Uh, I just don't like Spike Lee. But yeah, watched that last night. Watched some other stuff on Netflix. And uh, man, watching Conan O'Brien last night. Oh my god, was that awesome? Yeah, I wish I'd seen that. I just want to say I'm with Coco. <laughs> Everybody should be. Damn right. So, all right. Well, uh, I'm gonna rush out of here because, man, I need we need a break because I need a drink. So, hear that? That's empty. That is not good. 
So when we come dun, back, a uh, review of Diner Dash by uh, Jesse, and then your uh, Bayonetastic review of Bayonetta. Yeah, feel free to turn your mic off during that one. I probably will. back and uh i heard on the other end of uh of this conversation a much more soothing voice than i usually hear and that's because Jesse's with us <laughs> you're too kind <laughs> no not at all so thanks uh, for having me on oh thanks for doing this i mean i've played the game but not enough to review it so it's, it's great that uh, you've played it that much yeah i enjoyed it we can we can use all the help we can get <laughs> there's only two of us <laughs> well i can play what i what i enjoy um but uh, if it's, I mean, I enjoy the Winter Olympics, but I'm not going to play Winter Olympics games. So that's where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to play those games. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and plus, when, you, when you've got a husband like Mark who only plays Bayonetta and Street Fighter 4, there's really not much we can do about reviews for other stuff. <laughs> right. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, uh, so you're going to talk to us about Diner Dash for the uh, PS3. Now, have you played any of the other iterations of this game before? No, actually, I, I not until um, well, I had played it and I didn't realize that I was going to review it before I while I was playing it. So um, before I reviewed, I looked and I noticed that, or I read that this is not the first version of this game, and I was like, oh, well, that that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of a reinvent reinvention of the game of the I don't know if it's a franchise, but a reinvention of the game. Um. Put out by our friends over at Hudson. Yay. And yay. So. No, I have not played. And I've not played games similar to this either. Um, a lot of people say that this is similar to Ripper Tapper, but I've never played Ripper Tapper. I tried. I went online. I tried to find, I guess there's like Flash games that are similar to that, and sure. none of them are working. So it's In, in a weird um, way, it's like Tapper, but Tapper's very, very straightforward, where you're on the right side of the screen, and you have four mm-hmm. like bars, like, mm-hmm. you know, sit down at the bar and blah, blah, blah. And right. what you do is... The arcade game at least had an actual like tapper handle and mm-hmm. then a joystick that just went up and down. And you would have like four or five or whatever. You would keep getting more and more as you progressed. And mm-hmm. you would fill a cup and then slide it down to somebody that was at the bar and they would keep moving to the right. So when they would get done drinking, they would slide it back to you. So you had to go back up and, and grab the glass while it was being slid back at you fill it up and slide okay. it down again and you had to try to cover uh, all the different bars all four of those bars right, right. And, that's and what so i that's saw really that's kind of what i saw when i was looking at some of the screenshots of it right and it, it used to be one of my all-time favorite games and actually people call it root beer tapper but there was actually the first iteration man i'm getting off topic like usual was budweiser it was actually mm. with budweiser and everything and, and huh. at the shakey's pizza and fond du Lac, it was budweiser tapper for quite a long time that's funny yeah <laughs> 
So, so that's the similarities. And, and if you ever played Tapper, maybe I might have a copy of it somewhere around here. On a, I don't remember what system it's on, but I, I think I have it. Um, yeah, I did want. I think didn't it come out on a virtual console like a year ago or something? I remember a bunch of people in the community getting all excited about Rip Your Tap or about Tapper coming out on no, one I think of it the came out on consoles. Was it on live? Okay, yeah. I remember it being on one of them, but um, that wasn't one that I don't think we we purchased. But I wanted to play it to see the comparison, but I didn't get a chance to. So that's that's what I'm told is that it's similar in nature, but not exactly. So. So the game. So Diner Dash, you, um, your character's name is Flo, and essentially she is a stockbroker who one day decided she was going to quit her job and, you know, follow her dream to be a entrepreneur <laughs> and open her own restaurant. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's kind of fun because you start off like, you know, literally this little greasy spoon, it looks like, you know, it's not very pretty. You start off with maybe two tables and you are just trying to make money. You know, you get a goal, like you're supposed to raise $600 to meet your goal and anything in addition to that is bonus, but you're trying to reach your goal so that you can continue to improve your restaurants, continue to improve, you know, the number of tables you have, the number of little frills that you can give your customers. Um, so in essence, that's the game. Um, you start off and I, I wish I remembered the names of the different, um, I'm actually, I played through almost the end of the second restaurant. So, um, I know there's like four, I think four different restaurants you can unlock. Um, I know there's like a seafood one and then I actually just, or I'm almost finished with the tiki one, which is kind of fun. (laughs) Um, so, so you play flow, you are the, you do everything but cook. So, um, yeah. So when a customer comes in, you have different types of customers. You can have a single customer, you can have a pair, you know, three, four, up to six, so far of what I've played. Um, and, and they range, um, you know, from, you know, they're always the same. They're never like a mix of, you know, you've got like the young businesswoman, you've got the old geezers, you've got like <laughs> the, I don't know, they, they, the, the they very well-dressed metrosexuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the very well-dressed metrosexuals. And then you've got like an African-American group. Um, and they just, you know, they're all different colors. So when you have a group that comes in to be seated, you have to seat them and you get a bonus for if you seat them in an order, um, the table, the chairs on the tables are color coded. So if you seat them, like say you, you one of your people are blue. If you seat them in a blue seat, you get a, a color bonus. Right. So that's how you add up your score to be able to meet your goal. Um, and of course, the quicker you seat them, the happier they are. And the happier they are, the better tip they give you. The better tip they give you, easier it is to meet your goal. Right. Um, so you've you've sat them. They can come in any flow. They can come um, at any time. Some of them get upset more than others. Um, all of them have like a little heart meter on them. I don't remember how many, like maybe seven or eight little hearts. And the more hearts you have, the happier they are. The longer they wait for anything, you lose hearts. And that, you know, reduces your tip and all that good right. stuff. Sometimes they leave if they get really pissed off. <laughs> Just like in real life, if you wait long enough, you get mad and you leave. <laughs> I, I didn't get far enough into the game for that yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, those that doesn't come until you get, you know, your seating constant people. Um, so you get the color bonus. Um, so you've sat, you've sat your people. They're reading the menu. And at ra- any random time, and it's not, I mean, it's not consistent for every group, but they'll put their hands up like they're ready to order. 
Right. And then you go take their order, put the order on the, by the kitchen, the cook, you know, whips up the order, it comes out and you deliver it. You deliver it and then whenever they feel like they're done eating, you know, they go, mmm. <laughs> and then they're done. You clear their plate, you give them the check, and they're out of there. Right. Um, obviously, the goal of the game is to turn those tables over as fast as you can and get the highest percentage of um, happy people. Um, as you as you progress, there's different ways you can make them happy. Say you had a you had a group that waited for a long time and they've only got a couple hearts left. Um, the first little incentive you get is like a little coffee maker, and you can give them coffee and that'll make them happy. So it's like a little free perk, you know. Sorry, you had to right. wait. Here's a free complimentary cup of coffee. Um, later, when you in your tiki bar, you actually can serve them mixed drinks, which makes them happy. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I'm sure there are other things that. Um, that you can do as as you get new restaurants. I'm sure there's different perks that you can do. Um, later in the stages, um, you don't you can't always seat all the people, and right. they do have to wait in line. But you actually get to upgrade to like a podium, which you don't have, you know, like a host podium. Right. And if you stand next to it, it'll make it'll appease the masses. It'll make them happy. It'll <laughs> kind of increase their hearts Bow down by to one. Be diners. Bow down. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really have time to do that because I was running my ass around trying to get the orders and trying to get people not mad while they were sitting there eating their food or waiting right. for their order to be taken. Right. Um. So that's the essence of the game. I mean, they in each restaurant I've played so far, you have like a food critic too that comes in and they critique you. And of course, the faster you serve them, the better your your score is going to be, which means you know you get a, another bonus. Right. Um. What else do I want to say? Um, you, I played the single version, mo- the single player story mode the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I did play uh, multiplayer online with our friend Zaku, and I have to say it wasn't very fun for oh, okay. me. This didn't seem like a game that I really wanted to play online. You know, it's kind of like Peggle. Like I like to play Peggle in my own little world and just do whatever. You know, See, <laughs> playing the, it online. Those are two games that I would never even consider in my mind to play multiplayer. Right, it just doesn't right. Make, you know, when you play this game, it doesn't seem like either. I guess in my mind, if I was playing multiplayer, it'd be co-op, or is it competitive? It's both. It's co-op and competitive. But here's here's what was frustrating to me. You, the only thing that distinguishes your flow from the other flow is the color of your apron, which you only oh. see if she's facing forward to you. Yee. So it's one of those things where the map, you know, the, the screen is big because it's zoomed out. Right. And you have to try to keep track of yourself. And, you know, you're running around, you think it's you, but it's not. You're over in the corner running in, you know, in a circle <laughs> because yeah. you really thought you were doing all these other things. So, um, so there's that. I mean, and then, of course, too, with, with the verses, you know, the more you serve, the more, you know, the happier the people are, the more tips you get personally. So, right. um, I don't know. I mean, I, I preferred to play it single player. Um, you know, maybe people do like playing it multiplayer. I can see, I think it, I think you can play it up to eight people and there's no way I would do oh that. God. I had a hard enough pl- time playing it two player, let alone more. Um, I don't know. I uh, I like the game overall, and I really had a lot of fun, and I haven't played it um, since last week, but I would like to go through and, you know, unlock some more. You know, it's one of those games where you just get in the flow of it, and, like, right. it just it just works, you know, especially when you get more advanced in the levels. 
um, in the in the beginning, you're like, oh, this is boring. But then, you know, the more customers you get, and then you get like a six top, and then you have to try to manage that, and right. you know, um, some of these other things. So, so I mean, um, just just to break it down for for some people that haven't played this game yet, I mean, it starts out, and and just you know, the the single thing that's happening, the, the flow of events is they come in, you see them. Mm-hmm. Then they put their hands up, you take their order, you put the order up at the kitchen, you bring the food over to them, you wait until they're done, uh, They they you, know, you leave the check for them, they pay the check, they get up and leave, you take the dishes and put it over in the in the bin. But right. where the complexity comes in is, like she said already, with, with the different color coatings on the chairs to get bonuses, but mm-hmm. also you have multiple tables you're handling at, at once, so... Right. You could be, you know, taking somebody's order, but somebody else's order is already up, and you have to go grab that and bring it back to the table. Another table you have yeah. to clear off to make room for the people that are standing up front, and that's where the insanity in the in this it's essentially <laughs> a puzzle game, but it's it's it controlled is. insanity because you have to figure out the best way to try to cover all these tables at once. Yeah. And, it, and it's it's quite manic, but it's it's very mm-hmm. fun as well. So yeah. what's cool is they give you bonuses for doing things. Like if you take a certain, like say you can only put two things in your hand. You know, you can either do two checks, two orders of food, or two dirty, two sets of dirty dishes. But the more you do that, say you, you collect two checks, go take them, you know, you get a bonus for every one you take on your way back. So it's, you don't just take an order, take it to the kitchen, come back, take an order, take it to the kitchen. You know, you pick up two orders, take them to the kitchen, you get a bonus. You come back, you clear two plate, two tables, take it to the dish, you know, area, you get a bonus. So they do, I don't remember what they called it, multi- I don't. I I could. I called it a multitasking bonus <laughs> because essentially you're doing you know the multiple things. So like you can the only. I mean you could take an order, go seat somebody, drop off an order, pick up an, another order, deliver to a table, take another order, clear the table. You know you can do all that within like you know a circular motion. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is where the insanity begins. But that was fine for me because I kind of think like that anyway. So <laughs> that's true. Um, but I. I I, I enjoyed it. It was a it's a fun little game. It um you know I didn't think it took a whole lot of brain power. It's just mostly you know figuring out the flow of it and how you're going to best um, keep the flow of customers going and make sure that you meet your goal. So exactly, yeah, yeah. So for a letter grade, what do you think you can give this? Um, I think I would give it a B plus. I mean, okay. it's fun. It's not like I mean I think for me it takes a lot to be an A but I think a B plus I mean I don't I think that it is appealing to you know the majority of people it's not overly complex um, you know I think that there's something in it for everybody and I don't know it's just something that you can just sit and play and kind of zone out to <laughs> definitely so, and that's actually what I yeah. did when I played it I was like all right I'll try this out because I had played it. A couple of times before, because it used to, I think it used to be like a Flash game or something at, at the beginning. Yeah, I think it was like a point, well, it, I mean, essentially it still is a point and click, but it was more of yeah. a point and click, I think. Yeah, and you know, I'd played it before, and oh, let's try it out. And, and I actually do think it's a really good version of the game, and, and mm-hmm. uh, it looks really good, sounds nice, I mean, nothing really gets annoying, but uh, yeah, I, I just kind of settled back in the couch and just started playing it and playing it and playing it, yeah. and um, no, I, I agree. I think it's a really good game. I, like I mm-hmm. said, I haven't played it enough to, to sit here and grade it, but um, I can I can see where a B plus would work for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, what's nice too is is the ambiance is very subtle. Like 
some of them I get really annoyed. I, I don't know why I keep thinking of Peggle, probably because I played them both at the same time. But, <laughs> you know, like some of the music in that, I'm like, if I have to listen to the same song again while well, I'm trying to be this level, I'm just going to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, there's cues, but... I mean, you don't need to listen to the cues if you don't want to. I mean, you can look at the board and see, or you can look at the screen and see what's going on and not really have to rely on those, you know, sound cues. And the music is so subtle, you don't, you don't really, I mean, I kind of zoned it out after a while and was just concentrating on what was on the screen. So, yeah, I don't remember anything. I I mean, something, something is to be said about that. You know, you don't want a lot of distracting music that's going to keep your, you know, brain from thinking about what the best action is to make sure all these things get done so i i thought that was that was a positive oh cool all right well yeah tell everybody where your podcast is uh we are sisters in gaming and we are found at the podcast network at vgevo.com and uh you guys do every two weeks right no once a month um yeah we we are gonna be good well we didn't really officially start our two times a month format we were going to but then we decided that we're gonna keep it once a month so um you can expect our yeah well it's more time constraints um we're actually recording this sunday the 17th and um we're hoping that it should be out by the end of the week and you can find it and download it on itunes or on the podcast network so you're saying that i should take monday off stay there sunday night get really drunk and then bust in on the show Sure, if you'd like to. (laughs) We are talking about gaming on a budget. I don't really know if that fits your category. (laughs) Oh, I don't know about that. I'm still on a budget. Well, now a bigger budget since I have a job. Right. (laughs) So. So. All right, Jesse. Well, I will see you this weekend. And thank you very much for coming on and, and talking about this game. No problem. Anytime. Two. It's thinking. All right, Mark is back in the studio. Well, in his computer room, at least. And It's uh, cold in here. <laughs> it's because anywhere you go, your black soul cools it down by 20 degrees. I guess. Either that or we need to plastic the windows. That might be, too. Although it's kind of, it's like warm. It's like 21 degrees tonight. Yeah, we've been turning our heat down lower because our bill was like double last month. Yeah, my bill's insane. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right, kids, grab a drink. Here's mine. I, I got my drink. Grab a drink. Uh, sit back. Relax. Just, you know, turn the headphones down if, if you don't want to hear this. Give it about an hour. Uh, here's <laughs> here's Mark's review of Bayo Meta. Whatever. Game of the year, bitches. Whatever. It is. Yeah, sure. All so right, get to do it. I start, do I start with gushing praise upon it, or should I slam the PS3 port first? Well, how about, we'll just start with this. Girl pee smells bad. There we go. <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> you know, here, here's my stance on the whole thing. I'm not going to review it because, quite frankly, anything I say, you're just going to bash on it anyway. So, I, I like the game. I love the style, and... I think it's a fun action game. I have not looked at the 360 version. I have not touched the 360 version since I played it at E3. I am going into this game trying to be completely objective because we still have a lot of listeners that don't own a 360, only have a PS3, and that's the perspective that I want to review this game from. I don't really like the fact that so many people are just out and out comparing the two versions like they are. I understand, and everybody here fucking knows that the 360 version is the superior version. We get it. We do. 
But mm-hmm. if you only have a PS3, I would want to know, is this game still worth having on the PS3? So that's why I've made it such a point not to touch the 360 version. I haven't played the demo, nothing. So that's what I'm, I'm going to preface this with, with that statement because I'm going to get all this shit about, oh, you're just trying to create spin because it's Sony and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. Sega fucked up. Sega completely fucked up. They, they, it's a bad port when you compare it to the 360 version, I'm sure. That's Sega of Japan. We mm. like Sega of America. Sure. But the simple fact of the matter is, in my mind, if I was only a PS3 owner, would I still want to buy this game? And that's where I am coming from. That's my perspective on the on this game and the review. Mm-hmm. So with that that's said, that's a fair way to look at it. With that said, go nuts. <laughs> oh, I will. Well, since uh, you did put it so eloquently, that is uh, probably the best way to start this off because it's it is no secret. There's a big difference between the versions, and the only thing I disagree with is what you said about comparing the two. Because yeah, they should be. Uh, this isn't like comparing. The two Darksiders ports where it sounds like the PS3 one has better frame rate and doesn't have screen tearing or whatever. Because to me, that stuff is minor. That stuff you'll you'll probably notice if you're playing the 360, but it's not like, oh my god, this is so bad that I think I should get a better version of it. Like If you compare the 360 and PS3 versions of Bayonetta, there is a clear, clear difference like enough difference to affect an opinion of the game and really to affect the flow. So I, I do think they deserve to be compared and yeah, Sega messed up with this port. The load times are bad. They're really bad, but I also completely agree with you that we should look at this as if you only have a PS three and don't have a three sixty, is it worth playing? And honestly, I say yes, because all of my hype calling this game of the year, I may be hyping it, but it is actually my honest opinion. This is one of the best games I have ever played. No joke, no hype. I loved it that much. It pretty much hits every single level of enjoyment I could ever get out of a video game. It does everything I would want a video game to. It's completely over the top it's wacky it has characters that are goofy at first but by the end of the game i couldn't help caring about them i know people have been knocking the cutscenes in the story but i thoroughly enjoyed it i thought they actually did a great job i love the backstory cutscenes get a little bit long-winded but they didn't really bother me and frankly i thought they were a nice break after the intensity of the action in this game because man it kicked my ass and i played through it on normal so, yeah. yeah. I, is it worth playing on PS3? I think so. Are you going to see problems if you play that one and never compare them? Yeah, you are. There's no way to ignore the loading time in this. I, mean, it, yeah. I honestly think this is like PS1 era loading times bad. Well, I made, I made a statement uh, the other night in the shoutbox that uh, for a PlayStation 3 game, this has the load times of PlayStation 2 game. I would say PlayStation 1. I it's, think PS2 is enough. I've seen some pretty bad ones on PS2. Well, it's true, but I I can't really think of many PS2 games that load when you pick up an item, or load when you pause the game, or load. Well, yeah, they load when you go to your inventory. But well, that that's one know, of the funnier it, ones when you hit the the button to pause it and it says loading paused. Yeah, like, I wasn't exaggerating last week. It really does that, and the yeah. loading time between levels is ridiculous to the point where. I was talking to um, our buddy Silent Hitashura, who is also a maniacal fan of this game like I am, 
and he he played through the Japanese PS3 version. And he loved it, but he said it actually made him extra careful not to die just so he didn't have to sit through the loading screens. Well, yeah, so that, that's one thing where you have to sit there and wait and wait and wait, and then it's like, do you want to continue? Yes. And then it wait, 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 and there it is. But, uh, you know, I think that's one of the biggest minuses of the PS3 version. The other problem was uh, I was getting a graphical problem, a corruption, throughout some of the game, where all of a sudden she I've heard had, other like, people say the same. thing sticking out of her hip. Yeah. And it I've was heard people say you, that. And, um, well, you realize how much of the, how many of the cutscenes are actually done in engine? Oh yeah, they are because it was happening in the cutscenes. I'm like, wait, those aren't video files. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you know, the, it's it's got problems, and uh, it, there's no denying it. There really isn't. Even if you can't, don't compare this to the 360 version, you're going to notice the load times. The graphics, while they aren't as crisp or clear or bright as the PS, or I mean, sorry, as the 360 version they're not going to be bad if you don't compare them. I mean, you may not think it looks... I don't know. There's just this weird muddiness to it. It's not bad. There there was a little bit of muddy, but where it really actually looked really good was when I got to the... um, Oh, where you can get that thing to turn back time a little bit every now and then. Mm -hmm. The witch time? I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, well, the catacombs, I think it is, where... You come over and there's oh. this big uh, like river of lava. Yeah, that's right. I know what you're talking and about. It looked really good, and I went, "Wow, this is like the best the graphics have looked in this game so far." And yeah. from then on, it it looked really good. And I mean, there's some screen tearing every now and then that it doesn't detract from the game, in my opinion. Um, no, both versions actually have a lot fine. of screen tearing. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that, that's interesting. That's the that's the key to it. The game still plays great. And yeah. the reasons that I love this game so much are the gameplay and the aesthetics of it. It's so over the top, so wacky. The music is fabulous. It Everything is there. All the pieces are there on PS3 to make it good. I've heard that towards the end you get some frame rate issues that can actually hinder the gameplay a little bit on PS3. But mm. it'll still play great. So it, if you only have a PS3, I still think this game is worth checking out. Because I absolutely love it i don't know if i can hype it anymore because i've just been well i think also you need to you need to be careful just because what you love compared to what probably 60 or 70 percent of the video game gamers out there probably aren't in the same type of mindset where that's completely true stuff like this is because i really like this stuff too and 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 the cutscenes made me laugh and i was having a really good time with it and i like i said i love the style in this game I think the style mm-hmm. especially is what really makes this game stand out. Um, but I can tell you right now, there's a lot of people who are going to see this game, and I think they're going to like the action. But the stuff that you love, I don't think is going to be loved by a lot of people. Oh, no, not at all. And that you can already see that in like, the comments people make about it. And I completely agree. I mean, this, this game does appeal to me on like every sensibility in a video game that I would find yeah. appealing. But it's not going to apply to everybody, and I fully realize that. A lot of people are just going to see the action and like that, but they're not going to be able to stand the cutscenes and they're going to skip them all. That's fine. You know, it, it feels like Platinum went into my head and made a, made a game just for me. And I love it. And obviously for a few other people, because uh, Jeff from Indus and Tom from Amplify Gamers and Silent Heat Assure, and even Arkham, like they love this game. And I know I'm not crazy because there are people who are loving it as much as I am. But no, it's not going to appeal to everybody. It is very Japanese, even though 
I stick to that description, but I don't really like it because it doesn't really say anything. It's just a different sensibility. I, you know, it, it's not, I don't know. The game doesn't feel pretentious well, to me. It, it's like it's, overly it's a, sexual. It's a story but that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And I don't think they no, wanted it to make sense. That's not true, actually, because I've seen a lot of reviews harping on that. I played through the game. I paid attention to the story. It makes perfect sense. I mean, it's a wacky, you know, crazy Japanese created world, whatever. But the story actually makes sense. I don't understand where a lot of these reviewers are coming from. Like, oh, it doesn't make any sense at all, and it's so random. Well, You're going it from makes one place some to sense next. to me so far. Yeah, but by I'm the through, end, I'm like they explain four, and it's still making sense, kind of. But I'm like, what? The, everything's pretty much explained by the end of it, and like to the reviewers complaining, like, oh, it's so random. You just keep popping up in different places. Ninety-five percent of the game takes place in one city in different locations in it or in like the surrounding dimensions around it. But it's, it was always pretty plainly obvious to me where like it was taking place. So I'm sure a lot of these people probably skip through the cutscenes, And if you do that, yeah, I could see you getting completely lost because everything's explained in the cutscenes. So I don't know. It it's, I can't even like, I, I, I totally came unprepared for this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wanted to, try writing up the review first so I could actually get my thoughts in order, but I had no time this week. But this really is, like, right now, this is my game of the year. I don't know if I'm going to find many other games this year that will bring the sheer amount of joy I have had playing this. And, well, I I think it's kind of obvious, but yeah, I played through the 360 version. I think I played up through Chapter 3 on the PS3 version. But, I mean, they're both enjoyable. The 360 one is better. There, there just is no denying it when you compare them and stuff like, okay, take the, the like prologue scene in the PS3 where you're like tumbling down, fighting guys on the face of a clock tower that's like falling through space or something. It like stops every once in a while to load for like a sec, a split second. But right. when you have it installed on the 360, you actually will see loading flash in like a blink of an eye, but it never like stutters or interrupts the action. Where the PS3 one, you know, it stops to, like, load these chunks. I mean, it doesn't really stop, but there's little hitches where, like, the scene keeps going. And between levels, like, if you want to practice combos on the 360, you actually have to hit the back button to stop it and, like, go into the, you know, basically the training mode where it'll hold the training area until you press it again to go on with the game. Or PS3, you got plenty of time to practice whatever you want, but the 361 loads so fast that if you want to sit and practice, you got to hit the button. So, right. I mean, it's, it is kind of ridiculous that here we are, what, three years into the system's life cycle, and there's a game that, like, it has such a horrible difference between the ports. Well, and I know what, Platinum, what really... What really pisses me off the most is that even playing the demo for Yakuza 3, obviously Sega knows something about the PS3. Oh, of course. And they still... Chronicles. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't... I don't know if maybe they Sega must... farmed it out to her. Or I don't know. I, they gave it to it, the It's frustrating, but... But, like I said, I, you know, I still don't think that this is a bad game on the PS3. And, and no, playing it not. as a standalone game, I think it, I think it really still... Is very very solid. Mm-hmm. It's just not an A at, at, at its core, it is. I mean, it's a it's a Devil May Cry style action game because the guy who created this is the creator of Devil May Cry. It. I never liked Devil May Cry, but this game I actually love. I'm not good at the combat by any means, um, but what's I there? Think, I think the gameplay in this is way better deep. than Devil May Cry. 
Yeah, yeah I never I liked too, Devil May Cry. I played the first one and I played the demo four, and neither one did anything for me. And I I like hardcore action games. I mean, I I'm not a huge God of War fan, but I like the Ninja Gaiden games. But yeah, this this is just awesome. But it's the whole package that just makes it such an amazing experience for me because I think they knocked it out of the park. And it's the little details in it that really get me that make me think these guys truly cared about making this game. And you can see like the heart and soul they poured into it. Just little nods to different platinum games. You've got one of the the main guy characters who is talking about all these girlfriends who are going to miss him, and they all happen to be names of female main characters from the producer from the director's <laughs> past games, including right. uh, Okami, and like the little Sega nods throughout the entire thing. It plays Outrun's uh, theme when you get in the car. Uh, there's a remix of the Afterburner theme in one part. There's an entire level that's an homage to Space Harrier. And unlike a lot of the reviews out there, it's Space Harrier, not Fantasy Zone. And the reason she says, welcome to my Fantasy Zone, is because if you yeah. play Space Harrier, it says that when you start the game. Because the game takes place in Fantasy Zone, but it's not the game Fantasy Zone. So They probably think it's Fantasy that. Zone 3D or something. Ugh. Yeah. But that this is what you get when you have game insane. game reviewers that are all like in their twenties. Yeah. So as a as a complete Sega nerd, I love this game. The little nods in there are just hilarious and well done and well thought out. I I can't even stress how over the top this is. I think people who are like, oh, they're just using sex to sell, need to kind of get over it because it's overly sexual, but to the point of absurdity. And I think that is the point. There's nothing in here that... I mean, honestly, I think Bayonetta is a less sexual character than half the other females in games. Look at, like, the chicks in Soul Calibur with, like, Titanic tits hanging out, and Bayonetta's, like, not like that. Yeah, she's, I don't know, more blatant about it, but she's using it to, yeah. like, taunt her enemies and taunt the other characters, and, I mean, there's no damsel in distress action here. I mean, she's a cool character. She's funny, she's witty. I don't necessarily like her visual design 100%, but I got used to it throughout the game, and it it doesn't bother me. I think the whole hair demon like finishing move thing is hilarious. I don't know. The- oh, yeah, and, and that's actually some of the, the funnier parts is, and, and that, that's one of the thing that, things that stood out to me at E3 even, is like one of the monsters will start looking around like, what, what's going on, what's going on, and all of a sudden the, the big hair thing will come out and just chomp them. And yeah. it's the little nods like that that just make my me that make me laugh my laugh my ass off mm-hmm. really. And um, I mean, there's some epic boss battles in this game. Uh, oh the, god! The one at the end of that of that stage I was talking about that took forever. So yeah, yeah it, Fortitude. It's, it's, though, he's still one of my favorite monster designs in that game. Yeah, it, it's it's a really but, cool just aesthetic all the way through this game so far has mm-hmm. just been just really really cool. And, I love the level I mean, designs, and all of the enemy designs have that like monstrous pseudo biblical look. That just, I love it. I think they look amazing. They almost look statuesque, but then you start hacking off their pieces, and they're all like grotesque underneath. You kind of forget you're fighting angels. <laughs> yeah, they're weird looking angels though too. I mean, if you didn't see the halos, I think I would oh, say yeah. they look like your everyday monster. Yeah, but I love their angel speak too, where it's all this weird like bassy voice that they have to translate uh there's just well yeah, crazy yeah little details throughout the whole game if you look at bayonetta's shadow it's actually the the butterfly wings that she yeah has i noticed she that jumps up 
there's a part in the game where she gives one of the red ribbons from her hair to another character. And from that point on in the game, she only has one ribbon in her hair. Oh, cool. Like little stuff like that. You don't see that kind of stuff in games. And just madcapness. I mean, you got to finish the game because like the whole end sequence is so mind blowingly amazing. It's got the best epilogue in a game ever, but I think calling it an epilogue is a cheat because it's actually basically the final level. So, Oh God, yeah. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. There were, it, it does get hard. I mean, it's a hardcore action game. There were points where I was swearing, get ready to throw my controller, but that was mostly aimed at the, uh, the Elfheim bonus stages where you can only do certain things. The one in particular uh-huh. was you can only hit enemies with a wicked weave where she summons like the, oh, yeah. or the, the kick with the hair. But if you do the combo, cause you have to, it comes out at the end of a combo. And if you do the combo and hit the enemy, it cancels it. And you only have like four minutes to kill four rounds of enemies. So big pain in the ass, but it's an optional part. And if the game, I mean, there were some boss battles that were really tough and I died a lot, but if it was really that tough, I could have dropped it down to easy. And there's even a very easy underneath that. So I think it's still easily enjoyable, even if you're not that good at these types of games, but I never took the time to really get into the combo system either. I didn't use like any of the combo offsets. I didn't really use more than like three or four different combos through the whole game because I never took the time to like sit there and learn them. I'm, I'm finishing the game. I'm missing like 80% of the items. I'm missing half the weapons. You know, there's so much more to do. I've unlocked hard mode, which I actually really want to go play. And I think it's like a Ninja Gaiden thing where you just get better as you, you keep going. That's the way these games work. Right. But just this. I'm not kidding when I say this is one of the best games I've ever played. I think it to me personally... It just succeeded on every level. There's very little I didn't like wow. about it. I mean, we mentioned the screen tearing a little bit, which I read a forum post that said if you don't install the 360 version, it doesn't tear as bad, which doesn't really make sense to me. But That's kind of weird. I'll take screen tearing over jet engine noise. What else? The There's vehicle portions, which I liked a lot, but probably could have been a little shorter, and the motorcycle controls aren't bad but they probably could have been better my big gripe is that you can't um map any of the controls the way you want so you're always stuck with the way they are and i talked last week about how i hate that the lock on button is like the r1 or right bumper button because it just doesn't really work for me playing an action game right geez what else i mean I, i can't really talk more about the ps3 port but yes i think it is worth playing if you only have a ps3 I don't think it's worth like boycotting it because it's a, a crappier port. All you're doing is not playing one of my, in my opinion, the best games this generation. I mean, even if it's not as good, it's still a great game. It's, so, yeah, that's it's, the thing. It's not a broken game by any means. I mean, actually, with a game like this, for me to play it as long as I did, which is you know an entire night after I got home from work, that says something for it because normally these over the top action games, I really don't play that much, and. Mm-hmm for me to actually come in here and play it like I did, that says something. And it's, I had a good time with it. I, I, to be honest, I did get bored a couple of times because I thought the levels were a little bit too long in places. Um, the only other problem I really had with it is that there were a few instances in some of these battles because they're so maniacal. I essentially lost where I was. I could not see where she was. And I was yeah. you know, basically just mashing buttons until I could find myself again. Yeah. It's funny. I think, 
I had less trouble with that on the 360, and I think it's basically just because stuff stands out a little better. And uh, not much, you know. It's still there's still so much going on, you can get lost. But in the PS3 one, I actually did have a couple points where I was, you know, getting kind of lost with all the action, but it didn't really happen on the other version. Yeah, so that might just I don't know be about me. that, but yeah. No, I, I mean it's a good game though. It's a solid. It's solid control, solid gameplay, uh, fun soundtrack. Uh, the I really like the cutscenes. I think they're hilarious and very stylistic. You know the weapons are over the top. Everything about this game is over the top, and it, it's fun. Yeah, and it's something. I think that's just it. It's it's so much fun, and it's made me realize how jaded I've gotten with my opinion of video games because I don't have that much. fun fun with a lot of them anymore because a lot of them take themselves too seriously and that's what i love so much about this is that it doesn't take itself seriously it, it, it takes the story takes a slightly more serious turn towards the end but it, there's still you know tongue-in-cheek jokes all over the place and uh, of course it ends on a high note so it's right. i don't know i i is my favorite roller coaster ride this generation i i even like it more than demon souls so like wow. i said it there's going to be better games that like technically more sound games that come out this year, uh, namely God of War three, but uh-huh. I don't think it's going to take a lot for those games to give me the joy and satisfaction I've gotten out of this. And I don't know if they're going to be able to meet that no matter how good they are. So, but yeah, I mean, this review is, I mean, it is personal opinion too. And in my opinion, this is one of the best games this generation. Now, if they could only fix the PS3 port. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done? Well, I didn't grade it yet. Oh, well, do it, because you know what? I'm about ready to pull out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember that when you review MLB Part 10 or 11 or whatever. Nah, you won't even be on the show is. that week. You'll be sick or something. Probably. But yeah. overall, I give the PS3 version an A-. I think it's still a fantastic game, but the flaws do weigh it down. But I got to give the 361 an A+. Plus. Wow. I do. Wow. I mean, even that, uh, it's, it's still got minor problems, but nothing in that game, none, none of the, the small little quibbles I had outweighed the positive positivity of the rest of it for me. Jeez. Uh, I'm going to give the PS3 version a B from what I've played so far. I, like I said, I'm in Chapter 4. I've played a few hours. I think I'm enough in it that I, that I can review it soundly, and, and I give it a, a B. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the game is great. There are some technical problems just from playing it alone. The, there's some technical problems, especially the load times. You know, It's still a fun game at its core. There's nothing broken in the gameplay. It's just you have to have a little bit of patience with the load times, and, that, and that's the, the yeah. biggest thing is you, you need some patience. Uh, I don't think the, the, the cutscenes are too long like some other reviewers have said. I think they're great. I think they're fun to watch. And uh, the style of this game really sets it apart, and it's something that you don't see very often. So yeah. it is worth playing. It is worth getting. Yeah. And I happily await the hate mail I'll get because I didn't give Uncharted 2 an A+, but I gave Bayonetta an A+. Well, yeah, all right. (laughs) All right, well, we're done with all that stuff. Uh, A couple of reminders before we get to emails and voicemails. Uh, First off, we've got a live show coming up, uh, of course, on Saturday, February 27th. Uh, We're going to be starting at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're on minus 0600 here. So basically in Europe land, that's about 8 o'clock at night. Uh, We're doing this specifically so our our friends in Europe can uh, listen to the show without staying up until 2, 3 in the morning. 
Unless we run six hours like the Amplified Gamers live show, which means we're going to be going into uh, March somehow. Uh, so you can find uh, information out on Twitter. I've got a post up on our website on the second page there. Uh, we're going to be doing it live on Ustream, which is ustream.tv slash channel slash PS dash nation dash podcast. You can go to that page now and set a reminder for yourself. Uh but also, even sooner, this Saturday, starting at, I believe, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, Mark and I, along with some others, are going to be on the Welcome to the Goo live show, uh, which I tried to find all the Ustream info, but he doesn't have anything on his page. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Gamers Only Older, we're going to be on there, and uh, while well, Mark and Jesse apparently are on this diet and they can't drink, so that means Torgo's getting loaded, so you might want to tune in just for that. I'm going to get believe hammered. believe happens. Well, I'm going to try to get hammered. I'm going to bring a bottle of whiskey. Bottle of Tullamore, there baby. Bottle of Tully. Oh, nice. Yeah. We may it's mine, though. It's mine. Something. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So we're going to be there. Uh, Jesse's going to be there, uh, I think, five spot. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Who else got invited? Well, of course, Scott and Adam. It's their show. Mm-hmm. Who else? Um, Am I missing someone? Crap. I'm drawing a blank. Is Justin going to be there? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go look. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, I'll check the email he sent out. Yeah, Justin's Oh, no, that. no. I'm, uh, let's see. Yeah, so it's me, you, Jesse, Adam, Scott, Justin, and Five Spot. Yeah. So quite the... Boy, poor Scott. He's going to be wrangling all of us. Now you can mm-hmm. see why I get so pissy when we do a live show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also... Uh, we, we've pretty much decided we're going to try to keep this live show a little bit smaller in stature in terms of how many people we have there. Uh, it's, it's always a good time when we have a lot of people there, but I don't think it really, actually, I think Mark and I both agree, it doesn't really translate into a good recorded show. So we're going to try a little bit smaller this time, but I think we're going to end up taking more calls. And I believe we even have a, a couple of call-ins that we're going to have scheduled. And I'm actually trying to schedule a developer interview live during the show. So I don't know if it's going to happen. But I'm working on scheduling that right now, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, we got some we got some stuff planned that I think is going to be a lot of fun if it goes through. So, and now that we have a lot of the technical stuff out of the way, like the Skype calls and everything, I think it should go pretty smoothly. I hope so. Well, yeah, because you really care. <laughs> I do. Can't you you just show up voice. and give me shit the whole time. Show yeah. up! It's at my house. <laughs> I could see you staying upstairs for it. I probably would. <laughs> yeah you fucker wait all the video so, games are downstairs yeah. that's true well you, know, you have a PSP so yeah ch- check out Gamers Only Older uh, I would say look at our I'll put it up on our Twitter when I have the info and uh, you can check out uh, VG Evo on the shout box they'll have the information there Oh yeah, uh, but, we'll be you know, retweeting us on Saturday, Saturday for sure oh yeah yeah join us on Saturday night though it should be a good time uh, I think they're going to be taking calls as well so uh you might be able to call in and talk to a really drunk Torgo because I don't like to get drunk when we do a live show because I'm running all that equipment and stuff. So <laughs> this, this might no be a rare occasion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? You don't even run the Skype anymore. You, you gave that off to me nope. last time, you fuck. I did. Although I, I think you should do it this time because it's real easy. No, I, I just ran it on my little netbook. That's how it ended up sounding so good because it was separate. You could. It's so easy even Mark could do it. It's pretty easy. <laughs> okay, well, it is that time. 
emails and voicemails. Now, we actually have more voicemails than emails this week, which is kind of surprising. Uh, so the first one is actually kind of directly responding, or not responding, but I guess just in line with uh, all the Bayonetta talk. Uh, this is from our buddy Mad Scientist <laughs> from over at the Amplify Gamers podcast, uh, better known as Tom. And uh, I got to hear Tam. all about this on the live show. Huh? <laughs> Our favorite Blanche Tam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did represent for Sony that night, by the way, when I called in, because I called for my PSP Go, which I didn't plan on, but my iPhone battery was just dead, and uh, I was going to Skype in, so I just grabbed my PSP Go, and apparently it sounded fine, so it was kind of funny. Yeah, uh, the Blanche Tam that is Tom. So uh, here's Tom with his take on Bayonetta between the PS3 and the 360 versions. Hello, PS Nation. This is Tom, or Mad Scientist 18 here, from the Amplify Gamers podcast. And just to chime in on the Bayonetta game and to give you guys a little bit of a story. So I just recently got a Gamefly account because of all the awesome games that are coming out this first quarter. Uh, And because of Mark's comments and other reviews, I was thankful to receive, as my first game from Gamefly, uh, Bayonetta on PS3. Now, graphically, as Mark said, you know, the game looked okay, but you could tell that the graphics were probably better than the 360 just from first looking at it. I really enjoyed the game, but sometimes that some, you know something that wasn't in the demo was the god-awful load times. I mean, every time they pick up a new item, it said loading on the screen. Every time I paused, it would say loading. In between the levels, the load time was as bad as 20 to 30 seconds, which was ridiculous. And it really ruined the uh, flow of the game, and I just didn't understand why Sega didn't implement an installation like many other um, PS3 games do. Now, a couple days later, I had a lot of people over for our one-year anniversary show, uh, and Jeff from Interactive Distractions told me how awful the PS3 version was. And so I was like, uh, I've been debating over whether to get a 360, um, so maybe now is the time. I was really debating about it. It's like, what the fuck? I'll go do it. So uh, the next day, with a little friendly peer pressure from everyone that was hanging around, um, I dropped money on a new Xbox 360 Elite and bought Bandit on a 360. And now, wow, what a difference it has made. The graphics are better, it's cleaner, and the overall product is just, it's just it's way nicer. And as I said earlier, the graphics weren't a big thing to me. I mean, it looked fine on the PS3, but you could tell there was a definite improvement. Um, and remember, you know, I said there's those 30-second in-between loading times for the levels. Three seconds on 360. It's no joke. It was that much shorter. And last night, I just finished the game, and I thought it was an amazing, awesome, rewarding experience. And uh, some of the boss fights, they're just some of the best I've ever experienced in a long time. So, But I can't imagine playing this on the PS3, as I don't map um, the items to my D-pad in this game, but pause the game and then use the items um, so I can decide a little bit and take my time. And um, I just didn't, for some reason, I don't use the D-pad to map my um, items very well in that game. And... I did this more towards the end of the game, and I can using items, um, and I can see because it got really, more, really more difficult towards the end, and I can see this being very frustrating on the PS3 version as having to keep on, you know, putting, you know, clicking start every time it would have to load, and that would really, really ruin the flow of the game, especially towards the end. And um, oh, and I was also able to cross game chat when I was playing some Bayonetta the other day, and that was really cool um, to be able to do that kind of thing, which I couldn't do in the PS3. So I think Bayonetta is surprisingly uh, a 360 uh, system seller, which I, I wouldn't have expected um, from first looking at it. Um, Nico Kusanagi on VG Evo forums and a few other people that Jeff mentioned to me also bought the 360 because of Bayonetta. So you know, after being able to compare both games in my house, I had both of them over the weekend, I definitely have to say Bayonetta on the 360 is better, and I'd probably give it an A-plus rating. It was that awesome of a game. It's going to be definitely a contender for Game of the Year for me. 
Um, however, for Bayonetta on the PS3, I give it a B plus grade. I mean, I give it that low of a grade because that those load times. I mean, the graphics you don't notice me if that's the only one you played, but those loading times really, really ruin the flow of the game for me. It's just ridiculous. So you know, PS3 is my primary gaming system, but when something's you know, something like this happens, it really sucks. You know, after three years, I thought that these kind of issues were you know are thing of the past, but I guess not. You know, as Mark said in previous episodes, this version, um, you know, they get the 360 version. Um, I, I thought I could make do with the PS3, but for some reason, um, just, you know, the load times really bothered me a lot. So um, I hope this helps some of the people out there. Uh, I know a lot of people are mostly the PS3 um, list, um, uh, gamers, so hope this helps you. And, you know, give the 360 a chance. It does. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And for some games, it's, it's just better. So I'll talk to you later, guys. Later. All right. Well, there you go. In his mind, Bayonetta is a system seller for the 360. I could see uh, that. All right. I'm sure you could. But he's he's one of the people that is <laughs> as enamored with the game as I am. Now, if I didn't own a 360 at this point, I mean, assuming there are other games on 360 that I was interested in, pretty much like he said, I would probably get a 360 for Bayonetta plus whatever else I was interested in. I'm long past the point of buying a system for one game. I've done that before and I'm never going to do that again. But I I can see that like Nico Kusanagi also went out and bought a 360 and Bayonetta wasn't the cause. I mean, it was part of the cause, but like he said the same thing. He's wanted one for a while and wanted the better version of the game. Now, I think Tom's criticisms of the PS3 version may be a, a little extreme. Like, I don't know. Like, let's put it this way. If I had given the 360 version an A, I probably would have gave the PS3 one a B plus. But as it is, I think it still stands good enough to be worthy of some sort of an A. Sure. So. Well, like I said, I gave I gave the PS3 version a B. Um, but like I said, I haven't seen the 360 one. I'm not doing any comparison at all. I just think on its own merits, to me, it's a B. So that, that I don't know. Because there were there were some technical issues in it, and and the load mm-hmm. times are bad, and blah blah blah. But the core gameplay is still good, and that's why it's not a C or anything else. It, it's still a good game. It's just not for me, like you know, one of those AAA titles, like you know, an Uncharted two or an Infamous, or on the three sixty side, like Shadow Complex, or uh, well, a lot of people like Gears two uh, and ODST. They're not my cup of tea, but so th- I guess that's where I'm coming from with it. But yeah, more power to them. Different folks, indeed. Well, let's do our first email here. Uh, got a mag question, and this is from uh, Bobby. Bobby, sorry. Sorry, I think it is. Hello, PS Nation. Bobby here. My question is with mag fast approaching. How good do you guys think the game will do? I've been playing the beta, and I can't seem to get into a full game, and I've had a lot of connectivity issues with this new beta 5. Do you think this might be a turnoff, uh, might be a turnoff appeal to the general PS3 market? I've been playing the beta since it has been closed, and it was not an issue before. Now it just seems like people have maybe moved on, and the hype is not there anymore. Thanks, Glenn and Mark. Um, <clears throat> I've always said I don't think Mag's going to do great. I think it's going to do well, but I don't think it's going to do great. They acknowledged the connectivity issues with this new beta, and the reason that they opened it up to the public was to weed out a lot of these issues because the closed beta i think from what i had heard was only between five and ten thousand people and with this one they wanted to get as many people on as possible to start really pounding on the servers uh they said that the problems that we had we won't have i didn't have connectivity problems i actually thought it was really solid but this is the first time that i ever had rubber branding in the games which was kind of kind of odd uh i didn't have it a lot but i had it a couple times um 
I think the problem that MAG is going to have to try to overcome is that a lot of people are trying to compare it to Modern Warfare 2 for whatever reason. I, I don't understand it. If it's just because it's a military first-person shooter, I guess, but they're, I mean, they're nothing alike. Um, the best comparison that I can make with MAG is probably the PC version of Battlefield 2 just for scope and for different classes and what you can do. Uh, is this going to be as smooth as a lot of the first-person shooters you've ever played? Probably not. I mean, if you're used to a Modern Warfare 2, no, there, there's no way. It doesn't run at, at that frame frame rate, but uh, it's a it's a really fun game. We're, we're having a really good time with it. Uh, is it going to be a AAA title? I don't know. I I, I, I hate when I'm that I'm doing this, too, but... We had a lot of fun with it. The only problem I really have with it now is that you can't invite people to the clan unless they're online in the game, and that you can't invite people to your group unless they're in your friends list. Now, you can allow open invites, so if you have somebody in your in your friends list in the group, they can invite somebody else and so on and so forth. But I really don't like the fact that I can't just go type somebody's name in and invite them into the group. And I hope maybe they'll change that eventually. Or maybe they've changed it in the full game. I don't know. Uh, hopefully we'll find some of this out when we do the interview. But, uh, man, I mean, this last beta, they added a lot more uh, a lot more lighting, a lot more shadowing. Uh, it, it's really solid for frame right now. And, and uh, I thought the, the way they've redone the guns is, is really well done. Uh, it just seems a little more accurate now. Uh, but it's a different type of game. It, it's It's... It's so epic in, in, in terms of its size and its scope, and, and that's what really what blows me away. It's it's I'm I'm so happy they did the beta for as long as they did, because it has obviously fixed the game. Uh, my problem is that Battlefield Bad Company Two is on the horizon, and fucking a is that game looking awesome? Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that about a console Battlefield, but goddamn, I want that game. So <laughs> yeah, I I think Mag's got an uphill battle. I think it's a, a technical wonder that they've done what they've done and it does work and it, and it works very well. I, I think the, uh, just the progression system that's built into it. Uh, the fact that you can pretty much customize your, your loadouts and, and essentially be any class you want to be, uh, if you have enough skill points is very, very well done. I, I think they do a lot of things right in this game. It's, it's now got where you can hear people speaking. If you're close enough to them, proximity speech, a lot of those things that people wanted, they've implemented in this last beta. Now the beta's closed, so you can't check that out on your own, but they're, they're doing a lot of things right. And I, I honestly, I'm very, very, very uh, excited about the full game, and I really want to play it, and I can't wait to play it. But, man, Bad Company 2, I mean, Bad Company 2, obviously the maps aren't as big or anything like that, but... Oh, I mean, you can fly, you can get these little UAVs and fly them. It's so solid. So it, it's going to be a tough one, even for me. Uh, I'm a very big fan of Zipper. I, th- I think they do good stuff. And I'm really hoping that Mag does well enough that people keep playing it and playing it and playing it. I think their clan support's really good. And, and you know, I, I think it's a good game. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bad Company 2 came out of nowhere for a lot of people because the first Bad Company, it, it was good, but I really didn't play it that much online. After about three weeks, I stopped. I thought there were just too many control problems and just this weird perspective problem I had with it. Uh, but the team has really been kicking ass. And the, and the fact that it's coming out on a PC as well, oh, God. 
Yeah. <laughs> I may be upgrading my PC. <laughs> it's it's a very good possibility I'll be upgrading my PC in the next couple months. If when Bad Company 2 comes out or yeah, on uh on PC. I I've already started looking at new video cards and stuff like that, so it's it's a damn good possibility I'll be upgrading. We'll damn. see. Yeah, but thanks for the email. I, I I think that's something that a lot of people are wondering about is, is how well Mag's going to do, and I I think it's a really tough game to market, and I think it's a really tough game to uh, to sell without putting the game in front of the people. You know what I mean? Getting your hands mm-hmm. on the controller and actually playing it for a couple of hours. I, I yeah. just don't think that it's going to be tough, especially with Modern Warfare Two out, and and you know it, it's. But the fact that you have that many people in the game, and I mean. When you start playing it more and more, you start realizing how epic this thing is. So, yeah, I'm I'm worried. Hopefully they got a right the right plan in place. The problem is we've seen how they handle some games in the past, and that's what scares me. Yeah. Just saying. Word. All right. <clears throat> First voicemail? Or second voicemail? Sorry. Second. Yeah, this is from our buddy. This guy, if I get on Facebook, he finds me within 30 seconds. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's always a fun... Uh, conversation, but it's always just really funny that like I'll get on to post the show for the week and boom, there he is. Uh, but this is our, from our really good buddy Nick Carpio. Hey, Mark and Glenn, Magic Carp here. Uh, long time caller, first time listener. Uh, just calling in to hope you guys <laughs> had a uh, happy holiday season. I'm on a bit of a video game bender here, so it's you know the wee hours in the morning. I've been playing a bunch of retro games. Just got done with uh, Oddworld, Metal Gear Solid 1, and now Oddworld 2 Abe's Exodus is currently the bane of my existence. I don't really have any <laughs> questions. Only bit of news that I've really abreast of is the triumphant return of David Jaffe to Twitter. I've never seen the man <laughs> say the word fuck so many times in such a short period of time. <laughs> Just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Um, yeah, taking a little bit of a break from the blogs and stuff, letting my head decompress from all the bullshit I crammed in this semester. But, yeah, I just figured I'd give you guys a shout. You know, love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, trying to resist the Chuck's mom joke, but I'm just going <laughs> to let it die. So have a good one, you guys. Bye. <laughs> Aw, I thought we were going to get, like, a subversive Chuck's mom joke. <laughs> Thank God we didn't. That's a shame. <laughs> Yeah, there's actually uh, some news afoot, some teases afoot from David Jaffe about um, someone pretty well-known in the gaming industry that they might be getting to work on their game, on the one that they're doing at Eat Sleep Play. He wouldn't say who it was, but it's someone that he says he respects quite a bit and that he's very excited if they actually get this guy to work on it. So, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll... Is it Balrog, the guy that worked on God of War 2? Yeah. Oh, Corey Barlog? <laughs> My fight money. Balrog. <laughs> no. No, he's working in Hollywood now. He's he's working in Hollyweird. That's right, man. He's in Hollyweird. So no, it's it's uh I'm pretty excited. I'm I'm really hoping that um we get something from those guys by E three. I'm I'm kinda checking around to see who's gonna be handling PR for their game and if I ever find out I'm gonna try to get the inside scoop for us. Uh maybe get one of the first interviews when they can announce the game. I'm working on it, kids. I'm working on it. So, all right, Mark, Yay. next email. I'm reading email. <laughs> uh, Thanks for the voicemail, Nick. 
Just started listening to the podcast. Great stuff. Wanted to let you know that after only two podcasts, you convinced me to purchase Street Fighter 4, and it's awesome. Never would have picked it up without your constant gushing. SF4's publisher (laughs) should compensate you for your efforts. Fuck yeah. (laughs) It's too bad you didn't listen during the heyday of Street Fighter 4 when it first came out, because I talked about nothing but Street Fighter, and people hated it. So it's good. You know what's really bad is I actually talked about it before the game came out. I was all excited for it. (laughs) None who didn't play it. No, I blame Scott for me not liking it. (laughs) He beat you down too much? No, I just blame Scott. I just decided right now I'm going to blame Scott. (laughs) All right. I'll I'll be Scott for a second. (laughs) What the hell, douche? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. So he bought Street Fighter 4 because of your constant gushing, eh? Yeah, so wait till Super Street Fighter so 4 just, comes out, because that'll be, make Street Fighter 4 look like nothing. <laughs> I, I, you know, everybody keeps asking me to, because I really don't play Street Fighter 4 that much, and everybody keeps asking me if I'm going to buy Super Street Fighter 4. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. I will. I won't play it that Why? much, but I'll still buy it. Um, Because I played enough that I'll still enjoy it, and I think what I want to do is, because every now and then I'll play it and I'll find friends that aren't super insanely involved in the game uh, that I'll actually enjoy playing against. <laughs> Instead of saying, like, I just pulled this super hoary who can uh, jabber jaw on you, but you should have countered with your cheesy mushroom pie mm-hmm. and Focus stuff. Focus attack, dash, cancel, yeah. sure you can. Sure, and and it's it's when people start talking like that for hours on end that I just get really... I don't want to deal with it anymore. So I just want to find people to play fighting games against, like I used to in the arcade, where I just put a quarter up and I played fighting games. That's that's all I want. Opponents? <laughs> oh no, I got my ass handed to me in the arcades plenty of times. I've never professed to being very good at these games. Ever, ever, ever. Alright. Our next voicemail. Hey guys, what's up, man? Hey, I see, uh, I see you on Twitter talking about MLB 10, the show. Um, that's me. And I've been seeing stuff on the net. <laughs> you know, about the game coming out with the graphics and so forth. But I was just wondering if you guys heard anything, if they plan on improving the online play. I have yet to buy uh, a, that game that worked online. I mean, M- MLB 08, I couldn't get it to work. Last year's version, couldn't get it to work. I mean, it's just total lag. Yeah. And baseball, you got to have, it's got to be smooth. If any hint of lag, and it's going to be a mess, so... Just wondering if you heard anything. Um, I see you guys are talking about the forum. You know, hopefully they fixed it. Thanks, guys. Well, um, they say in all of the interviews that they've done so far that they they spent a lot of time on the online this year and it's supposed to work. Now, saying that, in our interview with them last year, they said the same thing. So I'm I'm very... <laughs> I'm very cautious on that one as well. Uh, Mark found this out as well. I mean, Mark doesn't even play sports games. We we got him to play two games of MLB 09, the show, uh, for Extra Life, and both games yeah, just crapped sucks. out in the seventh inning. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. Actually, it played really well that day compared to what I've seen. So, yeah, it, that I, I completely agree. I really want the online to work this year. I have been hammering the team in emails all year. Make sure the online works. Make sure make sure the online works. Please make sure the online works. So 
I'm really hopeful that, that that they're telling the truth this time and that it actually works. Personally, I can't understand why it doesn't work because football's 11 on, on 11 and you got a lot more going on on the screen and Madden works just fine online. Uh, so I, I guess I just don't get it because I'm not a developer. But yeah, I, I really I hope that it does work. falls asleep because the game's so slow. Uh, no, that's just you trying to figure out how to swing the bat. What do I do? Where's the mm-hmm. net that I kicked the ball into? Ah. Um, you get disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I completely agree. Uh, the online has been probably the biggest problem in that series for forever, actually. I don't think that's ever worked well online. So we'll find out. Uh, we're hopefully going to have some f- coverage here pretty soon from LB10. It's going to ramp up so uh, I can get revenge on Mark for all the Bayonetta and Street Fighter 4 talk. And uh, we'll find out. Maybe, hopefully, we can talk to some people that have tried it online. And I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll do all I can to find out because that's my biggest question for the year. I mean, we've already seen what the visuals look like. Although, the videos that are on YouTube from CES, Mr. Russell, that's the community manager over there, Ramon Russell, uh, has already stated that that build does not have any of the new animations in it at all. So. I, I can't wait to see what they do because the videos I've seen so far are noticeably better than MLB 09. Uh, man, I can't wait. So, yes, most anticipated title for a while here for sports. Uh, my favorite sports game of the year every year. So, you'll definitely get some MLB, MLB 10 coverage. I guarantee it. I don't care if Mark's I'm looking super forward hard. to NHL 11. Uh, maybe the. <laughs> versus, man. Versus. No. Maybe I'll pull out, uh, oh, what was Stanley Cup on the SNES? I think that was what it was. It was, it was the same engine as uh, NCAA basketball with that 3D engine where there was no crowd, nothing. It was just the play field. Yeah. I think it was Stanley Cup on the SNES. But that was like a yeah, step up because they actually had the walls and everything on it and the crowd. So, uh, anyway. All right. Uh, do you have another email? Nope. I'm done. Oh, we're so we're just going on to our last voicemail, and sure. this is from our uh, our always interesting buddy, Bad Seventy Six. Hello there, once again, it's me. <laughs> Get him a value. My question this week is: What faction will you go to when Mag comes out on the twenty sixth of this month? That's my question, and hopefully, have a lovely gaming year. Bye. <laughs> so what are, you, what are you going to mark are you going to go to sever raven or um i'm with coco what are, what are you, you're gonna oh, i'm with coco too actually yeah we're all gonna go with coco uh so it's raven sever i always forget the third one damn it i had it in my head too dumbledore dumbledore <laughs> gryffindor oh. <laughs> um no i think we're all gonna go with raven still uh we we kind of chose that in the beta uh, we got some pretty good squads set up already that are probably going to stick together pretty well. Uh, we do have a thread out on the Sony section uh, in Modern Evolutions on VG Evo, and I just put it in Twitter about an hour ago. And um, I think we've really gone with Raven. Now, if enough people want to go with another faction with Sever or with the other one that I can't remember right now because Sailor Jerry's kicking my ass, uh, definitely more power to you. If you can get a squad, a full squad together in another faction, Dude, go for it. Post it on VG Evo that you're going to do it. See if you can get more people to go with you. Go for it. We would love that. Uh, there, there's nothing limiting anybody from doing that. So, uh, yeah, 
do it. Do it, man. Do it. So, oh, by the way, uh, I, I need a moment, moment of silence. This is the last of the Sailor Jerry in my house. Dun, dun, dun. Right there. Oh, God. Not good at all. Girl pee smells bad. It smells worse <laughs> than Sailor Jerry. Well, I don't think there's anything that smells better than Sailor Jerry, actually. I need yeah, one of these, too. We haven't done this for a while. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Raven all the way. Oh, wait, we just got a new email. Should I read this right now? Oh, no, this is for Zipper. Oh, crap. Uh-huh. That would be funny if all of a sudden we just got an email. Hey, let's read it live. Oh, well. <laughs> all right. Oh, by the way, Mike PSN 8 says that you cannot call Bayonetta your game of the year until you have every single achievement on it. Jesus Christ. You know, I actually, I gamefly the PS3 version before I knew Sega was sending it to us. Because my intention yeah. was to play it on 360 and then trophy hoe it on the PS3. What I didn't realize is the game is actually really long. Like, it took me over 13 hours to beat it. Now, there's a lot of cutscenes in there. Yeah. But, yeah, I, it's also really tough. And I looked at the achievement in trophy list and, um,. Yeah, it's going to require a lot of play and uh, practice to get good enough to get them all. So I think I may play a little bit more in the PS3 one. Maybe actually beat it once or twice. But yeah, I don't know how much I'm going to play both of them. That sounds like quitter talk to me. You haven't even finished it once yet. <laughs> you know, I, I'm wondering if I'm even going to finish it. I, I, should, I'll play it some more, but I don't know if I'm going to. You, like, you haven't seen anything yet if you're only up to Chapter 4. Yeah. Well, I'm through chapter four. All done with it. I'm just starting five right now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the and and also... It's getting bigger and better. Yeah. Our thanks to Sega for sending that, because we didn't even know we were getting it. So, yeah. uh, truly, thanks for sending that. And now I kind of hope we're on the list for the, the kart racer, because I really want to try that. Yeah. I got caught on G4 video playing that at E3 last year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mark was on G4, so you should hate him. <laughs> Just wondering. All right, so next week, uh, man, we got a lot of stuff going on next week already. Uh, unless something happens, we'll, we will have the follow-up interview for Mag. I don't know who it's going to be with, or even if it's actually going to happen, uh, we'll find out. Uh, review of Battle Fantasia, uh, a review of Undead Knights from the Marquee, which you can check out his written review on our site over at psnation.org. Uh, and also, apparently, I don't believe this till I see it, uh, but Mark's border, Borderlands plus DLC for Borderlands review. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, oh, I'll believe that when I see it. Possibly a review of uh, Puzzle. I've actually played what? it a little bit this last week. Yeah, right. Whatever. Five minutes doesn't count playing it. Mm-hmm. Downloading the DLC, booting up the game to make sure the DLC works does not institute or does not constitute playing it, quote unquote. Uh, I might review so. Puzzle Gadden or something like that. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? He's not with the show anymore. So yeah, uh, check out our website. We've actually been putting more and more stuff up there lately too. So I've been I've been trying to at least put one thing a day up at least. Uh, it sucks that I have a job eight hours a day and it gets in the way. But uh, we've been trying to put some more content up there. I'm actually working on uh, again. Thanks to Henry for all of his help over on the site. We're going to be doing a couple things over there as well. But uh, working on getting video posted to our site like from our own player so I'm, i've been working on the back end of that uh so that's why you don't see a lot of videos up yet uh, we had a couple for dynasty warriors uh strike force that I, I was trying to put up and i haven't 
figured it all out yet. So uh, once we get that figured out, we should be ready to go with the video capture stuff. And uh, hopefully by the end of February, we'll be all rolling and shit and stuff and junk. Yeah. So we're working on it. We're working on it. Slowly but surely, we're working on it. All right, Mark, you got anything else? I am done. All right. Well, from myself and Mr. Mark, don't forget to check out the Welcome to the Goo. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Uh, Don't forget to check out the Gamers Only Older uh, live show this Saturday night at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, Mark, Jesse, myself, Scott, Adam, Justin, uh, Five Spot, otherwise known as Joel, we're all going to be on there. And like I said, I'm probably going to have a few drinks. So it should be fun. Uh, don't don't forget to check out our live show. Don't forget to check out our website. All the other stuff. Get over to VGVO and register. Be part of the community. We've man, we've got such awesome people over there. I've just been having such great game nights lately. It's just been awesome. All right, Sailor Jerry's kicking in. So have a good week, kids. We'll see you next week. Check out the mag interview next week. I hope it's going to be a blast. Get out there and play some games. Peace. Blast. Every town has the same. Like, you know, university neighborhood, every town has that same strip with a used bookstore and the used clothing store and things like that. And I, in L.A., there was a bunch of them, but my favorite one is this little strip in the middle of Hollywood called Cahuanga Boulevard. So this is a true story of something that happened to me walking down Cahuanga Boulevard. Um, I'm walking down the street, and I pass a store called Vinyl Fetish. It's not what you think. It is actually a punk rock clothing store. That's who you want to be. That's where you go. Get your Charlie Manson t-shirt and your bullet belt and your vinyl tartan micro mini. And if, you know, it's your one-stop anarchy superstore. (laughs) But that's great. You know, I had a contrived personality when I was 18. You're entitled. Um... um, And as I... But as I walk past the store, there is a kid out front and and he... couldn't have been more than 18. He had to be, couldn't have been a day over 18. But he, he was wearing something I'd never seen before, thigh-high Doc Martens, at least all the way up. And he had a big leather coat with a Misfits logo on the back and a big mohawk brush with a leopard stripe and a purple stripe. And a, he, If that's your look, he looked like a million bucks, <laughs> really. But as I walked past him, he ruined it. Because I walked past him and he just sneered at me and went, couldn't he change? <laughs> Now, you know, again, I I was never really hip to speak of. But I don't want to be the dickhead that goes, get a job. But get a job. (laughs) You're you're 18. I thought it took time to become a bum. (laughs) You can't just become a bum. It takes years of neglect. You have to have a marriage fall apart and a business go under and, you, and your kids stop talking to you and, you and you become an alcoholic and a drug addict. You lose faith in yourself and in God. You embrace nihilism. Life becomes a meaningless exercise. You can't just get a pamphlet in the guidance office, get out of high school, be a bum. <laughs> and if you are going to be a bum, let me see a little something. Because there was a guy a block down with a hillbilly beard and a stump. Who do you think's getting my money? It's showtime, Elvis. I would be an awesome bum. Because I would cover my body in fur. And I'd I'd glue a small horn 
just off center of my forehead. And my sign would say, homeless, hungry, monster. God bless you. Thank you for helping monster. Monster, not by drugs or alcohol. Like you wouldn't give money to a monster. Now, two doors down from Vinyl Fetish is the store in L.A. that has my favorite name of any store in L.A. Casanova's Adult World. Which I just love for the audacity of the claim. Adult World. So much porn, you'll forget you're on the earth itself. And you're probably wondering when Casanova's adult world closes. It does not. Three o'clock in the morning on a cold Tuesday in March. If you need joy jelly, Casanova's adult world. Nice to live in a country that has its priorities straight. The library's open three hours a week and the fuck shop's 24-7. Now... In the display window of Casanova's adult world, there are sex toys. Close inspection reveals they are not handcrafted by local artisans. (laughs) They are, in fact, mass-produced in a factory somewhere. Now, I think about this kid bumming change two doors down in front of Vinyl Fetish. I know you didn't get to be in this situation because you have too much self-esteem. I understand that what probably happened was that you had a learning disability or a vision impairment. It affected your schoolwork early. You got off-tracked. Everything in society, all the machinery was built to compound your feelings of insecurity. And you grew up feeling like there was no place for you in our culture. I understand how that can happen. But I'm here to tell you I have great news. If you've got enough brains to lace up thigh-high Doc Martens, you can work in that factory. If you've got the wherewithal to stay in Mohawk wax, you can wake up, get on a bus, and squirt foam rubber into a dildo mold. Who knows what will happen? You might put a little money away. Meet a gal. (laughs) Have kids of your own one day. Career day at your son's school will be awkward. (laughs) And as you get older, you will find yourself thinking things and saying things. And you can't believe they're coming out of your head. You didn't think anal beads were so funny when they bought you that bike. (laughs) Yeah, that vibrating love wand put a roof over your head. Ha ha. Wise guy. He's not going to listen to you. He knows everything. He's just like his old man. And one day he will find himself bumming change in front of a different store. But the same store. Mr. Risty's, The Tugatorium. 
And he'll get tired of the 300th yuppie shithead who walks past him going, get a job. And he'll look up into that display window and something in his mind will spark. Later that day, you're sitting at the kitchen table reading the paper, listening to the clock tick. Telephone rings. Dad? Craig? I started work at the factory today, Dad. Yeah, I heard. I'm injecting receptacle sealant into the Jackomatics. <laughs> you know, that's my old job. That's what they said. And the cat's in the cradle with the silver spoon. 